human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon talking to you from very sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Today we have some clouds, and that's always a relief. We're hoping some rain comes up, but we'll have to wait and see. The Olympics have ended, and I'm still excited about what I saw. You know, I wonder how much faster we can run or swim, how much farther we can jump or throw, how much more weight we can lift than we did this year. I think that every time after the Olympics and the next time around, we always break more records. I'm amazed at what humans can do. I, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. I wrote an article this week about what we could accomplish if we had a self-improvement Olympics. Think about it. How happy, kind, compassionate, intelligent, emotionally stable, spiritually fulfilled, funny, and relaxed we could be if we trained for it like we trained for the Olympics Just let that rattle around in your brain for a little bit. Just think about it. This week on the Self-Improvement blog, we have had articles about gratitude and happiness, the law of attraction and quantum physics, self-esteem and health. The Holly Clegg Healthy Recipe of the Week is perfect for summer, cucumber, mint, and feta salad, and I urge you to try it. It's wonderful. You can find the review of Do You Quantum Think? There And you can also see Diane Collins' picture and bio so you feel like you know who our guest is today. You'll also find a brief video of Diane in the right sidebar, so take a look at it. There are new articles every day on the self-improvement blog, so take a look at it if you haven't been there. It's all the HTTPs and www's, theselfimprovementblog.com. Now, if you like it, send me a shout-out. I hope all of you saw the opening ceremony of the Olympics because it's a perfect introduction for today's topic. It started with an agrarian United Kingdom, took us through the Industrial Revolution, and by way of Mary Poppins to the quantum age. It was exciting. Today, Diana takes us from the industrial age thinking to, as she puts it, new thinking that will rock your world, and indeed it will. Diane Collins is an original thinker and one of the foremost thought leaders of our time. She is a master of translating ancient knowledge into quantum modern wisdom that provides a transformative platform for the way we conduct our business and personal affairs. You know, her book just, you know, says what one of my favorite things, science is now discovering what the mystics have known all along. Diane is the creator and author of Quantum Think, a new system of thinking that has us leap from the outdated old world view limits of the industrial age to begin thinking from the more accurate and up-to-date new world view 
of our current quantum age. And those worldview will probably curl the toes of some people who don't want to change. But it's sooner or later, they're going to have to realize that we're at a different time. Along with her husband and business partner, she consults visionary leaders and executives in the world's leading corporations, including AT&T, CNN, and DuPont, as well as presenting Quantum Think to entrepreneurs and students, homemakers and professionals, celebrities and evolutionaries worldwide. I'm excited to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Diane Collins. Diane, welcome. Thank you so much, Irene. It's such a pleasure and real honor to be with you. And what a brilliant opening to the show in so many ways. I love that metaphor that you're using from the London Olympics. And, well, it was uh, perfect, that, wasn't it? <laughs> it was perfect because, you know what, when Mary, when you said, and then brought, there's quantum age brought in, or the age of technology as they portrayed it, but brought in, which is one and the same because the new technology is all about the quantum, the quantum magic, let's call it. And that was perfect because Mary Poppins was certainly coming in and creating new possibilities for people in their world, and that's really what new thinking is all about. And, you know, she really is right in our time when you come down to it. I, I, you know, I loved her then. I love her more now. Uh, you, you wrote an amazing, amazing book called Quantum Think. What made you think <laughs> that a new way of thinking was necessary? Why do we need this? Well, um, I could take that from a, a many different angles, but let's just look at today and how it relates to all of us. As I say, it's not about my story, Irene. It's about, it's really about our story. And our story, <laughs> in my view, is that we have all this great wisdom. We have the most amazing universe that we're all born into this world with the ability to keep advancing and evolving and everything you said at the beginning of what if we had an Olympics for self-improvement and how great and how happy we could actually be. And yet, at the same time, when you read the headlines, uh, you just can't believe, you know, the disconnect between how we know we're, what we're capable of, what our potential is, what even we, not just potential, but what we've already been able to manifest and develop. So it seemed to me when I was growing up, Irene, that how do we get this to match up? <laughs> you know, how do we actually live the wisdom? How do we go from knowing the wisdom to living the wisdom? And then at the same time, when you look at what is going on in the world today, and you realize because of our ability to develop ourselves, our minds, our creations, our technology, that we have become the one world that the mystics always knew we were. We have become this, uh, the ability to instantaneously communicate. Now, we can do that using uh, the faculties of mind but let and consciousness, but let's just say in an outer sense using the technology. So because of this, we all are experiencing the acceleration, the speeding up of the pace of change. Scientifically, that's a fact. 
that it keeps accelerating. We all know that we have this increasing complexity, the amount of choice because of our technology. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And then on a daily basis, we have uncertainty. So these three things that you say, well, why do we need to think in a new way? Well, two reasons. One is every spiritual tradition and now science verifying as you think, so you become. Just in a logical way, Irene, we know that everything begins in thought, thought creation. Our habits of thinking create our actions, our experiences, and our results. So that's one end, one end of it. The other part of it is that we are living in a very different world. This for short, we can call quantum age. Yet, our thinking is very much conditioned by the old industrial age worldview that gave rise to machines. Absolutely. So, lady- you know what? I, I have to interrupt here because the, <laughs> something struck me as so interesting the other day. I learned that, you know, James Allen's book, As yes. a Man Thinketh. Was mm-hmm. 104 years old, I think, this year. Wow. So 104 years ago, he already knew this. And we're acting like it's brand new to realize that we make change with our thoughts, that we create right. with our thoughts. But and it's not new reason. at all. It's taken us how long <laughs> to catch up with well, this you know one what? thought? This is really the thesis of what my, what I call my revelation was, is that James Allen said it, many others have said it, because... The Bible said it. know it? The Bible said it, the Buddha said it, uh, the Upanishads from the Eastern Indian tradition said it. All the sacred writings say it. Yeah, because it's universal wisdom. So when we say, oh, that sounds like that, sounds like that, sounds like that, well, of course it does, because... Universal wisdom, universal law, as you know, as a doctorate of of metaphysics, that universal law is universal law. So we all have the ability to tune into it. Now, why the the discrepancy? Why did it take us? Why is it taking us so long to learn the faculties of mind? As I said, this is my revelation. Because when I realized, that, you know, we're not choosing our thought every minute as the way that we think we are. Our thinking is taking place as a system. It's a whole system like everything in our universe is whole systems interpenetrating one another. So when you look at thinking as a system and you look at in the 17th century when rational science came in, right, after the agrarian age, and said they made a declaration to split off from the church. Only matter is real. Only the physical dimension is real. I believe it when I see it. So everything in our culture, we don't even realize that even those of us who are more metaphysical, who are more attuned to subtle energy field, who do know about the law of attraction and and such things, even those of, even we, are still conditioned because our whole culture is oriented around the physical dimension of life. And that means what we glean with the ordinary five senses. So just as an example, 
in traditional education. We're not oh. learning about mind and consciousness and intent and how to use uh, the power of resonance and subtle energy and connecting through the non-local mind field of intelligence energy. We're learning about the brain. We're learning about the physical. So it's no wonder, right, when you ask, that's a perfect question you ask, Irene. It's like, right, what? Why did it? Why is it taking us this long? Well, thank goodness, the science has caught up. It's so, time. Yeah, thanks, and, thanks you know, to Rene Descartes and a few of his friends, where we've been living in the dark ages. That's it. And you know, we have to say, and so that we don't go into the old world, you know, the either or. And that we realize what we have now is the possibility of expansion. So we don't give up what we learn. The old world view thinking where they had to organize and categorize life and they came up with the various disciplines of science and said, you know, what is matter and all that. Is that, you know, how did that map on to our thinking? Well, it mapped on in many good ways where we have learned to be analytical, where we've learned to use ordinary logic. But what we also know now in this age is that that is just one dimension of the many dimensions of our multidimensional reality. And, and I want to talk about our multidimensional reality before we go much further. So let's take a break now. When we come back, let's talk about that multiple, multi, I can't even say it today, multidimensional multi reality. <laughs> this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Diane Collins, saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more. World Talk Radio. Everyone has a belief system that they stand by. It's comfortable and safe. If you believe that a hot stove will burn you, you won't touch it. Sometimes beliefs like this are practical, but some belief systems may be protecting you a little too much. These are the ones that might be holding you back. There's a secret to changing your belief system, and by doing so, achieve goals and live a happier, better life. Start by tuning in to Subconscious Beliefs with Dr. Hein Lambricks, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Diane Collins. We've been talking about the need for a new way of thinking. Diane has written a book called Quantum Think. And before the break, we were talking about multidimensionality. Diane, (laughs) tell us what you mean by multidimensionality. How many are there and a little bit about them? Well, when you think about, you know, what are some of the characteristics that we know about the nature of reality today without getting too esoteric, but we know one of the principles, quantum think, is actually a system of thinking, a system of 21 distinctions in thinking and practices, as you so keenly recognize, that I call recreations and you call them recreations because they do recreate the distinction in your life. And one of the distinctions, Irene, is infinite possibilities. So when you think about it, there are any number of ways that we could distinguish our multidimensionality. And I know that you and a lot of your guests make different types of distinctions. So we're all trying to get really to the same quality of life, you know, when you talk about self-improvement, the ability to really glean what we have been divinely bestowed with by nature of birth, which is the ability to literally create reality using these faculties. So I, for convenience, (laughs) in my book, Do Quantum Think, um, I distinguish seven dimensions. And The idea, I'll say what they are quickly, but the idea of it is that everything in life has uh, an aspect in every single one of these seven dimensions. So there's a physical aspect, you know, we could call the aspect of body, ordinary uh, physical objects as, as we perceive them with our ordinary five senses. There's the energetic aspect, the subtle energy, that which we emanate. Uh, there is the virtual aspect of mind and all faculties of mind consciousness, and as I like to say, extensions of mind, including the Internet. There's the, uh, the dimension of spirit, the spiritual dimension, which we could say is the, the dimension of the heart, that where we know without having to be told that we really are Connected, We are really interconnected with everything of life and with the ultimate creator, however one thinks of that. And what are the other, where, what am I up to here? Okay, um, then there's cosmic. the uh, cosmic dimension, which I call it that, because that is the dimension of these operating principles, of these principles the, of the universe that scientists discover, that uh, great thinkers and theologians discover, and anyone who is uh, ever interested in really delving into the mystery and the exquisiteness of life, we could call those the cosmic principles, how it operates, and then we really learn how to use those cosmic principles, those operating principles that operate throughout the universe and therefore within you and me as well. And this is a very important point, actually. And then there's what I refer to as the esoteric dimension, the dimension of soul, S-O-U-L, where, again, this has to do with our own evolution, with 
if you believe such things or, you know, if I could say if you have an inner knowing about such things, about different incarnations, if you know that, but even in terms of anything to do with with prophecy or the way the life and even the solar systems evolve, that is what I refer to as the esoteric dimension. And, of course, there is ultimately divine dimension, the dimension of the sacred where there's not, we could never say or capture in words that infinity which is responsible for all of creation and, you know, maybe remains the ultimate mystery, even though <laughs> all of us attempt to know what that is, but we experience that, that level of connection. So when you think about these multi-dimensions of life, and you start to realize that everything, there's nothing left out. You can see money through all those dimensions, Irene. We can see ourselves. And then you realize, wow, well, maybe it's time for a new educational system. And what you and I are talking about right now, this is new thinking. A lot of what your work and your shows are about our new thinking. So what is quantum thinking? Quantum thinking is the ability to take this into our own hands of our own volition and learn these principles. And so what I would say it like this, the wisdom that came through me, you know, like got the silent tap on the shoulder. Okay, Diane, here's your task is to put it all together, put these principles together. I call them 21 plus 1. The last one, actually, I call living fully dimensionally. But put them all together in a simple way that enables us to live the wisdom in everyday life. And that's really what this new thinking is all about. And as I said in the first segment... Because the world is different. We need to expand the way that we think and condition ourselves to think more in sync with the way nature actually works at the edge of knowledge today. You know, there's, there's, a, there's so many wonderful things in the book. It's hard to know where a good jumping off place is. Uh, you talk about the difference between either or thinking and, um, both and. Both and. I couldn't get that really hard word, both. It wasn't coming. I think especially in terms of what we're seeing today in politics, in religion, uh, in some of the other major areas of our life, that we're in, we're so bogged down in either or. You can either be a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent. Well, I don't agree with really any of them anymore. Um, and both and would work very well for me, but there's not a both and political party that I'm no, able to find. Not, you know, we haven't learned to condition ourselves for both and world. And this is really one of my favorite illustrations of how this plays out, you know, in a way in the collective world we share that what you're bringing up right now, Irene, is in this area of politics where we are so gridlocked. And it's not only that, we're, it's that, 
you can see how these things work because actually we exist in fields of energy and information. And and Einstein actually said the field is more important than the particle because the field is what's conditioning what's in it, right? So the context is conditioning the content. Now, when you look at fields and you realize, I call it, you get swept up in the vortex of whatever it is. So because the, you know, the old world view, the scientists wanted to predict and control nature. So if you think about it logically, oh, well, in order to predict something, you'd have to say it's either going to be this way or that way. So this is how I'm just, you know, saying the either or became the background context of how we live, including our politics. So when you look at the politics, and you realize what you're saying. You don't agree with any of them anymore. Well, we can't because you're not even really seeing what kind of leader is the person. It's so entrenched in the vortex of whether it's a liberal or progressive or whether it's a conservative or ultra-conservative that there is no real thinking going on anymore. It's just literally party lines, you know, and you get swept up in what I'm calling lately the thoughtosphere that, <laughs> that we're surrounded by. So with unawakened awareness, which is the most important aspect of quantum thinking and mm. what my book is intended to do is you connect to your own awareness as you read. That's the intent of it, is that uh, with, you know, it's taking a- awakened awareness. We could say it if you say it in chakra language, right? The third, right. The third chakra. I mean, going beyond the third chakra, which is, you know, power and control and security, which we need, but going to that fourth chakra, that opening of the heart. And you know, what's funny is that on nine, on the day of 9-11, we saw it. Right? We turned on the TV and the, you know, both sides and in our country, in the United States, where we are right now, that they were hugging each other literally across the aisle. Yes. And then because it wasn't, you know, a true awake, it wasn't what I call a conscious awakening. It was a circumstantial, a crisis awakening that it went right back, as I say it in my book. It's like, you press, you know, press the snooze. It was awakening by an alarm. But then you press the snooze and you go back to sleep. And this is what's happened, Irene. So what happens when you begin quantum thinking in your, you know, for each one of us is that rather than going into having to take the either or view, the side taking, you start to see actually more like a metaphysician where you're actually seeing a truer perception with a capital P. You're seeing beyond the automatic conditioning. Now, the automatic conditioning, let's say, in the industrial age, it was called literally called the classical mechanical worldview, gave rise to machines. Now the the scientists think in the, in the quantum age of the universe not like a giant clockwork machine cause and effect press on this and that moves, but more like a giant mind 
where things work entirely differently. So when you look at, in many ways, you could say we became mechanical. We became conceptual. And now it is the time for a literal quantum leap in the way we think, in our consciousness, in the way that we connect to one another, so that when we look at these political leaders or any kind of leadership, that we can, you know, we don't have to go into a make-wrong either. You know, that's more either-or. That's more not living the wisdom. As soon as you go into your judgment, you know, well, I don't like the conservatives, or I don't like this, or I don't like that view. But to actually think from a purer state, from a clearer state, from that centered state where you can ask the question, well, how, well, can this work for everyone? That's a both-and kind of a question, Irene. How can we have this work for everyone? Isn't there something of value that each perspective offers? But in order, we need to be able to literally wake ourselves up and make that choice for conscious expansion rather than crisis expansion. And I want to talk about that a little more. It's time for us to go for a break right now. When we come back, I want to talk about how we can get there from here. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Diane Collins, saying, please stay tuned. We'll be back with more in just a minute. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Diane Collins. We've been talking about how to quantum think. Um, we've been talking about moving from an either-or to a both-and kind of thinking. And my my thoughts then went to, well, the fact that we're holistic and the fact that we're holographic. And I think if people understood that we're holographic, 
it might move them a little faster. I don't know. Do, Diane, what do you think? Explain the concept of holistic and holographic, and then how do we get there from here? Okay, good. You know, I like that you're using, you don't realize this, but I wrote an article called You Can't Get There From Here, which <laughs> I'm going to offer it to you, for, to you for your website afterward because but that's what I, you're so tuned in. Uh, and I'll, anyway, let's get to this question. So, Say the question again. I went off on it. I don't know whether I can. Um, you know, we come to the the fact that we're not a machine. We're holistic, and we're holographic. Oh yeah, holistic and holographic. How could I forget? Okay. And how do we, now, how, holistic how do we get from where we are as a machine to to being holistic and holographic and right. changing we our take, thinking? Well, you take a literal leap in consciousness, and you know the dynamic of creation that we've been endowed with for ordinary human beings is the dynamic of our own intent, where we consciously put our attention. And, you know, of course, learning, learning to that, that is, that goes beyond, right? It's thought, it's intent, expressed as thought, energized by feeling and inner knowing. And that, that will, that, statement of intent will attract to it many results, not just one. So I make a distinction between intent and intention, intention right. being more like an end goal. But, but So it starts with intent. How do we do anything? It starts with intent, Irene. So first we have an intent to have awakened thinking, to be able to think beyond the automatic conditionings of our culture or even our family or ancestry or whatever, however it is that our automatic ways got there, it doesn't matter. So it begins with intent, but I think you brought up a very important principle, and of course is the number one principle in the 21 that are in the quantum thing system of thinking, and it's called holistic and holographic, because the first thing to know is that everything is as one, even though we say, you know, we're all one, but we're, because of our old world view, separation thinking and consciousness through everything looks separate. We do look separate in the physical dimension, but when you start to think multidimensionally and you realize that we're not, that we are all connected through these intelligent energy fields. So when you look at holistic, that's what it means. Everything is interconnected and interrelated. Um, and so however we are in our own state, we are always emanating that out. And you can know this in very, very simple way. It's not hard to understand. You walk into a room of people who, in one corner, they're all happy and exuberant about life, and you feel that, or you walk into another corner of people grumbling and complaining, and you feel that. It's not because you heard what they said, but you literally experience it through the field through that connective field. So holographic, what is that? Holographic means the whole is contained in every smaller aspect of itself. And it comes from the idea of a hologram, which are those three-dimensional images you see in Disneyland, right. where when you cut, <laughs> right? You can right. put your hand through it. 
But when you cut the negative that creates that image and it's made with lasers, that the any smaller part of that negative when you use the laser light to make the three-dimensional image will always make the whole image. So how do you apply this? How does this map on to us in everyday daily life? Is that if you want, for example, my husband, Alan Collins, who is my life partner, business partner, and partner in all things, and uh, we, you know, do private consulting in quantum thinking. Um, and what we will tell people, let's say they want to create a different kind of relationship. Let's say you have a coworker, and the relationship is not all that great you want it to be or you're going into a business meeting, or even a family dinner, and you say, well, you know, you have your, what I call least action pathways, your automatic thoughts, judgments, conclusions about that person or how this situation is going to go. Well, the, the underlying, the fundamental principle in quantum world is that there are no absolutes other than whatever you think of as divine or creator, but for ordinary life, because it's energy in flux, informed by intelligence, of which we're the connecting points, then there are no absolutes. That's the good news, Irene, because that means we can shift and change anything. So when you see the conclusion you're going into that business meeting with about that person, Joe, and then we say to the client, well, if you were going to create consciously how you wanted to experience your relationship. Like, say, let's right, right now we experience as, you know, a little disconnected, a little stilted, uh, not that great. But how would you want to experience it? Well, I want to experience And you do it for the field, not just I want him to do this. No, that's the old world separation way of saying it. You do it in a relational field. I want, you know, the. Uh, it's not even I want. It's that it is this way, that we are, you know, we experience each other uh, as valuable, we have fun working together, we really are very, you know, fascinated by each other's point of view, and you can create that as your new context for the relationship, and the important thing about this, going back to the idea, the principle of thing, life being holographic is that when you hold that in you, then it's in the field. You're actually generating that in the relational field with another person. This actually happens even, you don't even have to be physically there with the person. And this is right. where, you know, Mary Poppins, right? <laughs> the Mary Poppins comes into it because this is why the quantum scientists, you know, and Quantum thinking is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science, the insights of science, shape the way we think and how we can do this proactively now to catch ourselves up with the way the world really works, the way nature works. So when you think about the Mary Pot, they call it quirky, you know. I mean, Einstein didn't even want to believe that it worked, like this, what they call non-local mind field, where, you know, how does intuition work? Well, yeah. it's because 
Our mind is non-physical in nature. It is not located in a physical sense, spatial sense, like ordinary sense objects. And it has no temporal nature either. It's not bound by time, chronological time. So the mind is beyond time and beyond the limits of physical space. Therefore, what is, why is that important? Because it means that in our consciousness, and what I use mind as what we hold in awareness, if you wanted a definition, that we can literally tap into any intelligence where we direct our intent, where we direct our intention. And we can also attract by holding a certain intent in our mind field. So this is why the Mary Poppins comes in, because it's like, what? Change a relationship without even talking to the person, without even being next to them in the same, you know, across the desk? Yes. And yes. And Okay, let, let's bring this way down where the mu- mu- rubber meets the road. Okay. When you go in to consult with a, a f- company like AT&T is somebody that you've been with, yeah. I would think that some of them are not into quantum thinking. How do you prepare to go forward with them? You know, you must do some work ahead of time, I would think. And then are they receptive to these kind of ideas with without a lot of preparation ahead of time? Yes, because there's no preparation, you know, and we used to do this program, Quantum Think 21, and on day one, where every day we would learn one of the Quantum Think distinctions, and then you do the practice, the recreation, practice for your mind and awareness, which you're actually, you know, becoming aware of that distinction in your life that day, applied very practically. And what we would, I would say at Day one is that we're not working our way up to quantum thinking. You take the leap. There's a chapter in Do You Quantum Think? It's called, you know, it's the subtitle is, it's called Leap. It's like, look, it's leap before you look. So this is a very important point, once again, that you uh, tuned in on, Irene, is that when you you look at, oh, these are the principles, you start to live and look and think from the principles. So you take what I call a literal quantum leap in consciousness. You know, what's a quantum leap in consciousness? We do it all the time, but we don't do it consciously. And I like, so, you know, because you wanted, you know, <laughs> the rubber meets the road. No, to answer your question, we don't. There's no lead-up. As soon as we start distinguishing this, what I call, and this is one of the uh, distinctions of the system, the art of distinguishing. What is the method of quantum thinking? How do we learn it? The art of distinguishing, a new worldview of learning, which means to bring something into your awareness in the present moment in such a way that it literally alters your relationship to it. So, for example, if I say to you, without any back, you have background, but let's just say, without any background, if I say to my client in AT&T, you know, everybody uh, has to has the challenge 
of the thoughts in their own mind, right? Right. <laughs> if you think that creates reality, right? Then you have to think, well, what are, what are the thoughts? Well, we make a distinction. They'll make this distinction right now in real time. There's a distinction between what we call thoughts that visit. In do you quantum think, I call it the myth of choice, is that, yes, we have the possibility of choosing our thought every minute, but to the extent that our thoughts are automatic, we're not actually choosing. So you wouldn't choose to have, for example, a disparaging thought about yourself, right? The I'm not good enough category. Right. And so that's how you know, well, you didn't choose that thought. Well, where did it come from? Well, it came from the surrounding field, the photosphere. So when you make a distinction between thoughts that visit, I call it least action pathways, least hyphen action pathways, the way the thought goes because it's been that route before and that we didn't actually choose that thought. So, and least action pathways aren't all negative, by the way, but we need them to, you know, we use them to type on the computer. I mean, there are plenty of least action pathways. This is where the both and thinking comes in. It's not, oh, that's bad, that's good, old world is bad, new world is good. No. This is where the awakening. So, when you look at, when you see the thoughts that are visiting, the, the judgments that you have about somebody you work with, a judgment that you have about yourself, about whether you're out, you will be able to reach the next level of leadership promotion or not. What we do is we interrupt those thoughts. Realize, I, if I were choosing a thought, that would not be my choice. That thought is coming in. It's a vestige, a relic of old worldview conditioning. And I can instantaneously, in the moment that I recognize that thought, Irene, interrupt it. And what we're doing, as I said, you create a new relationship with circumstances, circumstances including your own thoughts that visit. When you can see it, this is the art of distinguishing we're practicing right now. You create a new relationship to it. Oh, that's just at least action pathway. Now, what is my intent? going forward and so the answer to some of your questions do they accept it yes because when you can relate something in such a way that it is that people know it because it strikes a universal chord So when you say, well, wait a minute, you know, this old world either or, you know, divisive, conservative, liberal thing, it's really not working. I mean, there's not a person on the planet, including those who are, you know, keeping up the political front, so to speak, who doesn't realize that in their inner knowing, in their inner wisdom. So when we present, you know, quantum thinking in such a way, and of course, the great boon to anyone who's ever, you know, been on the path of spiritual wisdom is the great boon is that the science for the last hundred years 
has verified it over and over, what you and I are talking about right now. Exactly. And on that thought, it's time for us to go to our last break. When we come back, we'll tell you how to find Diane on the Internet, and we'll talk just a bit more. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip. You're late for your flight and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job. For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune in to Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com. Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Diane Collins. We've been talking about how to quantum think. Diane, we need to tell our listeners how they find you. How do they find you on the Internet, and how do they find your book? Okay, great. Thank you for asking, Irene. Um, My website is www.com. DianeCollins.com, I'll spell it because it's Diane with two N's, D-I-A-N-N, as a man, T-E, and the N-T-O-L-L-I-N as a man, T-S as in Sam.com, DianeCollins.com. And on my website, um, if you join our mailing list, you will be notified of that we do present a free teleconference twice a month. I call it Ultimate Study Group because it's people all over the world reading Do You Quantum Think? For readers of the book and people who are just interested in quantum thinking, it's interactive and it's by uh, telephone or webcast. And we also send out the replays and they're, they're posted on my website. So you, so you can just go there and listen and see if you're interested. That's www.diancollins.com. And there could be other things on there, radio shows, different things. I'm, I'm just 
really working to put a few more things on there now. And my book, Do Quantum Think New Thinking That Will Rock Your World, which I am very uh, excited to say that this weekend, at the time of this recording of your show, uh, my book is a finalist in the Global Ebook Awards. Fantastic. And, uh, Alan, I know, Alan and I are flying out um, this weekend to Santa Barbara, California. We live in Miami. To go to the awards and uh, keeping our intent high for that. Anyway, congratulations! Uh, That's really wonderful. I know. I'm really. It's it's thrilling, and uh, you know whether I win or not, the book wins or not. It's just nice to be a finalist and to be recognized that way. And uh, the book can be found. It's also well. I just said it's in hardcover and it's an ebook, and you can order it from any store that doesn't have it. That, a lot of stores do, Barnes & Noble, etc., and it's definitely available online through Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. Every- so it's basically very much available <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, I just finished, I really just finished reading it. I spent a good bit of time with this book, and, and at first I thought, oh, man, this is a big book. But then I couldn't put it down. There's wonderful humor in it. But do put it down, especially when you get to the second part of it, Read it carefully, read it slowly, and then sit with it a while and do the recreations or recreations that are at the end of each piece because it's so rich. Um, I don't know of any other way to say it. If you've tried to read it right through, it's like trying to eat a week's worth of food all at one sitting. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know, you're saying it exactly right, Irene that I actually say probably at the end of the book, but I, I, first of all, I did write it uh, person to person. Hi, I'm your new best friend. And uh, to make a kind of a big subject fun to read, actually. I like entertainment, so and I like to have fun, and I know everybody else does too. (laughs) So I tried to make it as enjoyable as possible to read, and it really is all about you connecting to you. And But what you're making a very, very important point, which is I consider the book a companion. Alan and I, uh, who, you know, we've read it, we've presented the distinctions orally. I mean, you know, obviously I wrote it. And we still use it because it's that kind of wisdom that it's not about me. It's about connecting to the wisdom in me and really reconditioning ourselves to have this more expansive and open worldview using these principles, mastering what I call the five natural faculties of mind. So it is a companion in what you're saying, that you read it a little by little. It's not a novel. It's meant to be read in exactly the way that you're saying it. You know, you read a little, you read one chapter, you contemplate it. You know, part one is all, is called Wake Up, which is, ba- in essence, why should we quantum think? <laughs> okay, you want me to quantum think? Well, why should I? And that's exactly. the part. <laughs> and then part two, as you say, is, uh, so I'm saying, oh, not only, you know, we need to quantum think, but here, you can quantum think. You are quantum thinking because what you're going to do is you're going to connect to that within you that you already know, because all of us do, but maybe hasn't been distinguished in your awareness in this way. And, and you know, 
on that vein, trust the information that you get. You may get something that adds to what Diane says. And you say, well, this isn't in the book. Well, you you know, hey, you're drawing on that wisdom that's available to us. And, And I hate to go back to this, but, you know, if you do some time in sit in meditation a little bit, you'll get a lot more information. Um, that's my soapbox for the day. Diane, we're so right. True, <laughs> what? So true, what you're saying. And I love that point you made, which is it's not about accepting this as a belief or information. It's about connecting to it so that you connect to your own wisdom. Yeah, it's a jumping off place for more. Right, There's exactly. always more. Um, we're right up to the end of our show. What's the thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners today? The thought that I would like to say is that each one of us, and it really is on that note that we've just been uh, addressing, is that every single one of us has wisdom unique to to us. So even though the paradox of being human, we're all universally the same, but we're each individually uniquely different. And that in this time of this great and traumatic transition where we are as a humanity taking a leap, that it really does take each one of us to connect to that wisdom, which is our gift to give to the rest of the world and to know that every single one of us is valuable and we're all needed to, as I say, step up to your own leadership, whether you're formally a leader, whether you even, whether you're retired, whether you're a homemaker, whether you're a student, it makes no difference what your, quote, position is in life because your wisdom is needed. And on that thought, I'll tell you that next week's guest is Ken Solon, who wrote a book, Act Like a Man. Guess what we're going to be talking about? (laughs) This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Diane Collins, saying thank you for being with us today. And come back and visit with us again next week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.